Hello, world, and welcome to the Philanese Nash Experience Podcast, a podcast series of lighthearted and sometimes third eye opening conversations on entrepreneurship and leadership from the African American perspective. I am your host, Philanese Nash. Welcome. And before I introduce our guest, I want to take a moment to recognize our sponsor, Recover Health Concierge COVID Testing Company. They are a black owned business located right here in Nashville. And for the past year and a half, Recover has been providing COVID testing for local businesses in the hospitality and entertainment industry, as well as for individuals and their families. They are a concierge service that they will come to your location. They not only offer the 15-minute rapid antigen test, but they also perform the PCR COVID test and can get you same-day results. That's especially helpful now that COVID is lifting and people are traveling and need those results for their international travel needs. So if you, your family, your business or staff need white glove FDA approved testing with fast results, get in contact with Recover Health. You can schedule an appointment online by going to their website, which is recover-health.com. That's recover health health.com or call 615-947-6844 and Sarah will take care of you and get you scheduled. All right. So now that we've got the business out of the way, I want to introduce our guest for today. Uh, She operates a public relations boutique firm, and she's been doing that since 2003. She focuses on entertainment, lifestyle and wellness trades, while also assisting clients, both large and small, in industries as varied as nonprofits, startup business owners, from publishing to spiritual ministries. She is especially adept at creating ideas with media contacts and have primarily contributed to all of her clients' success. She is a graduate of Morgan State University with a degree in public relations, and she also has a degree in conflict resolution and conflict management from the University of California in Irvine. I love that. (laughs) So I want everyone to give a warm Philanese Nash experience. Welcome to Adrian Alexander. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Man. It's a pleasure to have you. I'm so glad that you were able to make it today. So let's just jump in and and talk a little bit about COVID because things are starting to look brighter. We're starting to see the light at the end of the tunnel, but it has been a challenge for us over the last year and a half. So kind of tell us what has it been like in public relations and personally for you over the last year and a half dealing with COVID? Okay, so let's just start by saying that COVID was one of those things that was just like, what the heck is happening right now? Like, I I don't, I don't, what is a COVID? Like, what? I need somebody (laughs) to explain to me how, you know, something could come and just shut the world down, right? Like, it was, it was just one of those things that um, none of us could have expected or anticipated. And so I think, um, for so many of them and myself um, personally, those first few months were 
a shock, right? It was, it was just like you, you wanted to kind of say, oh no, this isn't happening, even though you saw it happening, but just really didn't want to lean into and, and acknowledge the fact that everything was about to shut down. And those first, I, I feel like, um, March and April weren't too bad because I think a lot of people were still in that space of, oh, it's going to go away. It's going to get better. And so you kind of um, you had to stick and move a little bit to kind of shuffle some things around. But then it was just like towards the end of April and and May, it was just like this. This is just done. It's over. There's nothing we can do. You know, I found myself trying to sneak to get my nails done because I just really didn't want to. except the fact that we couldn't do anything. And so um, a lot of my clients travel and, you know, they did um, appearances, performances, speaking engagements and things of that nature. So all of those things were shuttered and shut down. Um, I refunded a lot of money or told a lot of people that they could just hold off on their retainer because for me, it just didn't feel right to um, accept payments when I know that there was really... Um, not much that I can do because, you know, there were some things, you know, some people digital went digital early, you know, like they, they did the pivot and made the switch to virtual really quickly, but a lot of industries couldn't. So there was a lot of loss. <laughs> I mean, I know, you know, losing people happened, but um, in terms of business, there was a lot of lost revenue. There was a lot of return revenue and, and there was just a lot of people trying to figure it all out. Right. So let's kind of pivot and bring it full circle as to where you are today. So I I want my listeners to know about you and public relations. So you would be our first public relations guest. And and so kind of educate us on what public relations is and then talk a little bit about you and your background in public relations. Because when we chatted before, you started out in industry, but then you had to make a pivot yes. and, and talk to us entrepreneurs. And that seemed to be a great thing. So tell us a little bit about public relations and then tell us a little bit about Adrian Alexander and your public relations background. Yeah. So public relations is that hidden gem that everyone needs. And and a lot of people don't know that they need because PR is storytelling. And as a business owner, you need and want someone to tell your story in a way that translates and resonates with those people who are tasked with telling the story. So writers, journalists, news outlets, magazines, radio stations, podcasts such as this, you know, like you really need someone that's standing in the gap with you and your business, because as entrepreneurs, we try to do it all anyway, right? But it will help to have someone that is there that has all of your assets, headshots, quotes, you know, anything that you need for these uh, writers when there's a story that they want to do on you. Or someone who's saying, hey, writer, you need to talk about my client because they would really fit with the story that you're trying to work on. So as publicists, that's what we do. We are the people who are fighting tooth and nail for you every day when you aren't able to do it. We're the ones that are making phone calls. We're sending a thousand emails. We are the ones that they can get angry with because we we are pestering them to write about you. So that is what PR is in a nutshell. That's, you know, like the quick and easy short version of what PR is. Um, For me, I started out doing this, as Dr. Phil said, this was, you know, like years ago now, almost 20 years ago, right at that 20 year mark that I've been doing this. And 
that means that when I started doing it, it wasn't popular, right? You know, like people are talking about PR now, people are talking about publicists because it's become popular. It's, it's kind of like that into um, that in it kind of uh, position that everyone wants because you only see the, the glamorous side of it, right? You see us on the red carpet, you see us in magazines, you see us with celebrities and hanging out, but you don't see the other side of it. So again, when I started, I started out actually writing. Um, most publicists in some capacity did something with writing, whether they were journalists or something else, and made the change. But that's where I started. And um, I'm from Baltimore, Maryland, originally home of The Wire. And so that is where a lot of my client base started is with, you know, come some of the characters. So I was writing for a particular publication and I was tasked with doing an interview with Nathan Corbett, who is one of the characters from The Wire. And so when I did the interview, I asked his mom, I was like, because, and also the relationships were always there, right? So personality wise, when I did these interviews, I always wanted to make it comfortable for people. I, in my opinion, have an amazing personality. So it wasn't hard. (laughs) If you say so yourself. And so I always wanted to find a way to keep those conversations and those connections going. And so I was like, hey, you know, I don't know much about PR, but it seems not far from what I'm doing now. So let me try that. And so I asked his mom, I was like, does he have a publicist? And she said, no. And I was like, well, I'll do it for free. You know, like this is you know, how I want to get my feet wet. This is how I'm going to pivot into this new career space and I'm going to figure it out. And so with Nathan, I was able to get him some great placements and do some great things um, for those of us who are old enough to remember Right On Magazine and all the magazines yep. we had back then. Right, <laughs> right. All those publications in, like young people now we have paper. Back yes, we, we had an actual, <laughs> you had to flip through these pages. Yes, you would go to the store and buy your magazine. Uh-huh. Yes. <laughs> and so that was where I started with Nathan. And then I started working with a few other people from The Wire and it just took off from there. So tell me about, uh, you know, this show is to kind of get the nitty gritty in those ups and down stories that entrepreneurs deal with. And mm-hmm. so knowing the trajectory of business, everything doesn't go just straight up and stay up. And so talk a little bit about how you kind of transitioned from entertainment and then started doing PR for entrepreneurs. Like, how did you come to that new business model and how long did it take you to get to that? Dr. Phil. (laughs) Um, So the pivot actually happened pretty easy for me because I needed money. And, you know, for your listeners who have ever dealt with the entertainment industry or or know things beyond um, entrepreneurship, a lot of this industry is cloak and dagger, right? You know, they're actors, they're actresses, they they make a living off of making you believe things that um, are not always true. And a, a large portion of that is that they don't always have the funds that they look like they have. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so <laughs> it was a lot of bartering for PR. There was a lot of, okay, well, you know, working with me will get you exposure, um, but exposure is not going to pay my bills. So... <laughs> Right. And so I I did that for a long time because entertainment is really my passion. Like I love the celebrity side of PR. I love that fast paced, you know, ever changing dynamic that happens in the entertainment industry. However, if you want to pay bills and like to eat, you know, you need to find clients that 
understand and recognize that this is a business. It's bigger than celebrity. It's bigger than exposure. This is a business. And so um, in transitioning and trying to change my thought process, because, you know, I do, as Dr. Phil mentioned, I have a degree in public relations, but that degree came long after I was in business because when I was trying to figure out the money part of it all, I said, okay, well, Maybe if I get a degree, then I can get a job that's going to sustain me, even though I know I don't want to work for anybody, just so y'all know. Like, I am not (laughs) the sit at somebody's desk person. However, I love PR. So I said, well, okay, let me get a degree in PR so I can get that job that I love that's going to pay me enough to sustain me and my family. And that didn't work either. So because it's, it's one of those things where... Uh, I I know a lot of emphasis is placed on the importance of having degrees and and how degrees will help you with your career. But at the same time, we all know that the degree doesn't come with experience. So (laughs) I had experience that was freelance experience that they didn't care about. I have a degree with no corporate experience that they didn't care about. So (laughs) I was like, okay, so now I'm stuck and needing to figure it out all over again. And and that is when I first started working with small business owners or entrepreneurs, because as entrepreneurs, we understand business. We know, you know, certain bills have to be paid. We know that investments need to be made into our ourselves, our lives, our business. So, you know, that was a, a great turning point for me to start representing business owners, small business owners, um, public speakers, entrepreneurs that really um, could help me build my business better. Mm. And did you find that the the income was more steady once you pivoted and included that area of business, so to speak, into your repertoire? Oh, absolutely. Everything was better. Honestly, the, the <laughs> stability was better. The communication was better. You know, the respect was better not to say that any other celebrity or influencer was disrespectful. Mm -hmm. However, I say the respect was better because they respected the fact that I am a business owner, the same as they are. And so they respected the fact that I needed to be paid and I needed to be paid on time. And they respected the communication because if they wanted to stop services, then they give me 30 days notice or they'd have a conversation with me to say, you know, Hey, Adrian, um, I'm not sure this is in my budget. What can we do that I can still use you, but I can afford you? You know, we had conversations that, that again, respected the business side of what I do. And so I want to also circle back to something that you said earlier is that you had a full-time hustle to take care of home while you were still pursuing your side hustle. So a lot of times when people take the leap and they go into entrepreneurship, they forget about the opportunity that sustains and pays the bills while you're hustling and trying to get your entrepreneurship or your business up to that standard. So I want my listeners to just recognize that that's what Adrian said. You can, you got to hustle while you wait sometimes. And sometimes you have to get something that's going to pay those bills 
while you're building up your entrepreneurship side. Yeah, I want you all to know it doesn't matter what type of preneur you are. You know, like if you're an entrepreneur, a solopreneur, a femalepreneur, you know, like all of these preneurs count. So it doesn't matter if you're working a full-time job. Don't let these people say, oh, you're not really a business owner because you're working. No, yes, you are. Yes, if, if you can commit yourself in any capacity full-time to doing more than one thing at a time and multitasking to make it work. It all counts. It matters. So being a, a workpreneur, it matters. Like mm-hmm. you can work. And even if you listen, we whispering, but you know, sometimes we got to use these folks times to get our times together. You know, it's exactly. like, I ain't judging. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. That that's business. That's entrepreneurship one-on-one right there. Right. Uh, so talk a little bit about the conflict resolution and conflict management degree that you also have. How does that play into PR and, you know, the kind of clients that you deal with? So it's so weird how I, I got into it, because as I mentioned, I, I went back to school to get my degree. So when I went back to school, I was already grown. I'm a grown woman with kids, you know, at this time. And uh, it was, again, I went into it I don't want to say it was with the wrong intentions because, you know, whatever motivates you is what you're going to do. Right. And so if my intention was just my motivation was get money, that's that's my motivation. So it might not have been the right way, but but that's what I needed to do. And so, again, I was already an adult. I was um, late 20s, early 30s doing this because I was on a mission to really commit to PR. And so when I was doing uh, my degree track, I got to my junior year and needed to find some things that really fit in that could be easy A's, right? And, yep. and get me out of school. <laughs> and so um, one of those tracks was, um, it was a speech communication track. And in that track was conflict, conflict resolution, communicating through conflict and those types of things. And um, I took the first class with the professor, Dr. Dorsey Elson, who I always shout out. She's amazing. We're still in contact today. Um, she actually invites me back to speak to her class at Morgan a few times. So, um, but that relationship, it was like, I took her first class and I was like, what is the, I've never heard of this, but I like it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so I, I, then it was like, okay, let me take another class with her, you know, just to see. And after that, I was, I was hooked. I was just like, this is like, I really need to understand because we don't, you know, we understand and we hear about conflict all of the time. We know, you know, that conflict happens, but for most of us, we feel like conflict instantly means arguments, right? We feel like, oh, you're in conflict is negative, but you know, those classes help me understand that there are different levels of conflict that all conflict isn't negative, you know, like that there are positive outcomes from conflict. And if we just learn how to engage and communicate properly, then a lot of conflict could be resolved easily or could not happen at all. And so after I I took all of the classes for her that I could (laughs) getting ready to leave anyway, that's when I started looking outwardly from her to say, you know, like, is this a career path? Like, is this something that I could really do and and add for my clients? Because of course, you know, public relations is in and of itself 
conflict based, right? You know, it's like, as I said, you know, we're storytellers and then we're spin doctors as people call us anyway, because if our clients have something happen in the news that um, is less than stellar for them, or they don't want everyone to know about it, then we have to be the ones to tell that story in a way that is not detrimental to our clients. And so using these conflict resolution skills and, and really helping people communicate helps. It's, it's like the essence of, of what PR is. I have a list here of some of your recent client placements. So in, in case people want to know about like, well, when, when you place someone or when you do something like, where can we see that on the consumer side? Mm-hmm. So tell us a little bit about some of these client placements and where you're actually storytelling and have your client stories told. So I am so, you know, like excited and blessed and humbled and and have all these things because before I say the list, I need everybody to understand if you've heard about PR before, chances are you've heard the the negative side, like Dr. Phil say, you know, like it's not always up. And so as a publicist, I promise all of you, the first 10% of any engagement that I have with a potential client is dispelling the rumors and the negative interactions that they've had with PR, publicity, and publicists in the past. So I I am that person that's like, no, you know, you may not have given it enough time because, you know, sometimes people will engage a publicist and they don't get results after 30 days, you know, like that first month. And they're like, oh, nothing happened. They stole my money. You know, like PR is a joke. Like don't pay for a publicist, you know, you can do it on your own, you know, all these things. And so I spent a great deal of my time dispelling those things, really explaining how PR works. And this is a tidbit, tidbit, excuse me, for all of your listeners who have ever thought about or will consider hiring a publicist at minimum, you need to invest in 90 days for a PR campaign or PR strategy to work. You cannot go 30 days, 60 days with the expectation that, oh, I'm going to have a full placement in Forbes, or I'm going to be on a cover of, you know, Inc. or, you know, Bloomberg's going to pick me up. Like, it's just not, that's, that's, you definitely have to invest in it and trust the process. And so I have been fortunate enough to have clients placed on Good Morning America. They've been been in Black Enterprise. They've been in Forbes. Um, They've been on MSNBC. They've been on, oh gosh, um, MSN. I have a um, client that is right now in the process of of working on a, a very large placement. I can't say yet, but um, you know, it's, it's funny because, and I'll share this, uh, you know, we will, like I mentioned earlier, you know, you have conversations where you'll say, you know, um, right now budget constraints will, you know, have me cutting back and I'll say, you know, and they're like, Adrian, um, maybe we'll take a break for a month and then reevaluate. And, and that's where this client and I were, we were, Uh, And we have a great relationship. So when she said it, I was like, okay, well, just let me know, you know, just, and we'll figure it out. But then this placement came up and she's like, oh, well, um, I guess we aren't going anywhere, huh? (laughs) (laughs) Nope. Business as usual. Right. She's like, okay, well, nope. um, I guess we aren't going to take a break. So, yeah. <laughs> well, you'll have to let us know when that drops. So we know that is you and that, you know, and we'll know who the client is at that point. Right. But 
But those are all awesome placements. I also have on here Mel Robbins' show, which I watch. I love her show. You mentioned Essence, Madame Dwar, HSN, Ricky Smiley's show. I mean, and the list goes on and on and on. So you are doing some very, very good work. So thank you so much. I'm glad that you opened up to entrepreneurs because we do need PR and and helping get our, our name out there. So how can my listeners, my watchers, uh, viewers get in touch with you if they want to reach out to you, just say what's up or actually talk to you about some of your PR work and how that you can help them? Well, please, I would love to hear from all of you. My website is theipyagency.com. Please don't leave off the the. So people be like, I tried to email you, but it bounced back. And I'm like, did you put the E in front of it? So it is Adrian. <laughs> right. <laughs> Adrian at theipyagency.com. Um, I'm also on social media. I'm promoting you. And it's so funny. Um, I was very strategic with that name because when people say, hey, are you on Instagram? And I'm like, yeah, I'm promoting you. And they're like, wait, what? <laughs> I'm like, I'm promoting you. No, no, I'm asking your IG name. Yes, that is it. That's I'm it. Yeah. Oh, you're going to be promoting me? Okay, great. So- <laughs> I love that. Very strategic. I love it. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Well, make sure that everyone hit up Adrian, even if you're just you're just curious about it. And maybe she'll have some ideas that you hadn't thought about that maybe you guys need to work on. So, Adrian, we're coming close to our end. But I just want to thank you so much for coming on the show and, and educating us on the entrepreneurship aspect of public relations. So thank you very much. You are very welcome. And I appreciate being here. And if I could leave that tidbit with anybody who's thinking about it, those are the things or I was going to say, I give you three things to know when you want to hire. Yeah, a yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Write that <laughs> three things. One more time. What are the three things you want us to know about that? So number one is trust the process. You, you definitely have to, when you want to engage with a publicist, you need to lock in, trust the process and understand that it can take a little time. Secondly, invest at minimum 90 days because Mm. you want to make sure that you are giving your campaign enough time to work properly. And the last one is, which should have been number one, because I sometimes say it, but also interview your publicist. This is just like any other relationship, right? It needs to work. You all need to be able to communicate with, with one another. You need to understand goals and you need to be on the same page. So not every publicist entrepreneur relationship is not going to be the one. So you have the right to choose who your publicist is, regardless of how great they are, how the placements are, just make sure that they're right for you. Awesome. Those are three takeaways that I want everyone to to note because that was awesome information. So thank you again, Adrian, for being on the show. And I want to encourage everyone to make sure you check out Adrian's website, reach out to her if you have any questions, and then you can find all of the show notes, all of Adrian's social media handles on the show notes for the podcast, which is also available at philanisenash.com. You can find all of the audio episodes there and and then the YouTube channel, the Philanese Nash 
podcast YouTube channel. Make sure you subscribe there where you'll be able to see this episode and all of our prior episodes and our, all of our guests. So everyone, make sure that you continue to stay safe as we are lifting and seeing the light at the end of the tunnel with COVID. I want to make sure that you continue to wash your hands and socially distance if you have not been vaccinated. And we'll see you all next time on the Felonies Nash Experience Podcast. Peace. Peace.